Have a good day. Thank what, you. What's the most unique part about sale do you th- that you think that no one really knows about? <laughs> well, that's a leading question. Yes. Uh, I, I, I think probably uh, the fact that it has a an inland port. Uh, it, it has an inland port, uh, which, used, which is a flourishing port in the early days, uh, and it's the most western port of the Gippsland Lake system. And the, the schooners and steamers used to have regular uh, runs uh, around the coast uh, in, through the lake's entrance and then up through the lakes to the Port of Sale. Uh, and as a consequence, there's a lovely lot of uh, history and legacy of shipping that re- relates to those developments. It's interesting you say that because when you drive through Sale, say to go to Bucken or Lakes Entrance or something like that, on the road through town, you don't really get to see the lake. You have to sort of go off the road a bit. I, I did this last year coming back from yeah. Bucken when yeah. we got a coffee and we went to the port area of Sale and I had absolutely no idea it was there. I thought Sale was an inland city, basically. Yeah, so yeah, that's it's right. a bit off the yeah. off the off the road a bit, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, that's right. It is it is it's uh, it's uh, deserves a bit deserves better attention and better traffic and uh, uh, because the uh, the port it dates to eighteen ninety uh, established there and it has with it a canal had to construct a canal of a little bit over a mile in length and uh, and that is the first the first true canal in Australia. Only a short one, but the first true one. And by true, I mean that it was dug uh, according to the contours. And it wasn't following a river valley or a creek valley. So it was a true canal. But then uh, there was a further problem, and that was to uh, sort of to uh, resolve the conflict between land transport and water transport. Uh, so... In 1883, a lovely bridge was established. I don't know if you've been and had a look at that one. It's it's at Longford, just south of Sale, about five kilometres south. And uh, it was built, constructed, uh, uh, designed, I should say, by Granger, John Granger, a very important engineer, architect in Australian history. Uh, and it did this wonderful thing of rotating in the centre, and you know, centre piers, and it would admit shipping through... And then when there's no need for shipping, it returned to its resting position, which would enable uh, the, the land transport of the, of the day to pass by. So it's still there. Uh, still there. It's the earliest or the oldest um, swing bridge, operational swing bridge in Australia. That's a, quite a sight. Have you had a look at that one? Yeah, yeah, I've had a look at that. That, that. That's beautiful, that swing bridge. There's a little... I've just got a little something here from Wiki, and this... Uh, if, for those who want to know the origins, I'm sure you can enlighten us anyway. So the first town plots went on sale in 1850. When the new settlement was gazetted in 1851, it was named Sale, a tribute to General Sir Robert Sale, a British Army officer who won fame in the first Afghan war but before being killed in battle in India in 1845, and it was named after his wife, apparently, the town. Uh, yeah, I think, I think you're mostly right, but... Uh the, 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 the traditional thinking is it was named after him, but his, his wife, Lady Sale, was quite a formidable person. Uh, just as background there, uh, the town was originally, originally known as Flooding Creek uh, when it was first surveyed or first, uh, first surveyed, but when the town lots were first uh, gazetted, uh, it reverted, it, it changed to the name of Sale. Uh, Robert Henry Sale, uh, as, you, as you gathered, it was a, uh, well... 
a, a, a soldier, a British soldier, a, a British captain, a, a, a British general, and uh, he was on a mission on the northwest frontier of India in those days, as really Afghanistan we call it today. And he was known as Fighting Bob. He was popularly called by the troops as Fighting Bob. That would have been a better name for the town. It would have been, I reckon, Flooding Creek, Fighting Bob would have been better names than Sale, wouldn't they? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, well Sale is it's not, much of a, not much of a name when you try to Google it, get information about it. <laughs> you get all sorts of things coming up. Jewelry shop but, sales. Uh, <laughs> hey, he's the most famous person that's, um, who's the most famous people or person from Sale? I'd like to give you some ones that uh, uh, are early people and also a couple of, of late, more recent ones. Uh, uh, some of the early people um, would be Alan McLean. Uh, he was the Premier of Victoria, 1899 to 1900, and then later a um, member of the House of Representatives. Uh, and he was the partner in the, the what was called the McLean... Uh, uh, the, the Reed McLean government, 1904, an outstanding politician and had a big influence on the development of Gippsland. Uh, and Elsa's Duart, it's out at Mafra. It's a beautiful place to visit, uh, the township of Mafra and, and Duart, the homes, the, the country home of Alan McLean. Uh, the other person I'd like to mention, another, another person is, is Alfred Howard. Uh, he was a sort of a, an extraordinary character. He, was, he came to, to Gippsland as a police magistrate but he was more inclined to be an anthropologist or a geologist or a botanist or an explorer or anything else. Uh, but his chief claim to fame, I think, is that he was an outstanding bushman. And when the expedition of Burke and Wills came to grief, you know, that sort of almost a crazy idea of, trans, of, of crossing Australia from, from south to north, uh, the, the, and Burke and Wills were lost in Cooper's Creek in inland Australia, they sent this bushman up, Alfred Howard, to find find the men. He found Wills alive, and he found the bodies of Burke and Wills. And without any fuss and without any great expense, he arranged to transport the bodies back to Melbourne. I like it. So it's really an extraordinary story. The third one I'd like to mention for people is uh, a a woman, a young woman at the, at, the, at the time, and her name was originally was her name was Minnie Grant Bruce. But uh, she was a very good writer. She particularly became very prominent and very popular as a young person's author. Uh, and the books that a lot of older people would remember were, the, were called the Billabong series. Each year there'd be a Billabong book out and young people would be waiting anxiously until Christmas would come to get the next copy of the Billabong book. Uh, so she was Mary Grant Bruce. Uh, move on to perhaps... Uh, two more recent people or living people, yep. and I'm showing my bias now. Scott Pendlebury. Have you heard of Scott Pendlebury? Yes. <laughs> the <Yeah>. limousine. <laughs> well, this was Scott Pendlebury, the captain of Collingwood, and uh, he's been captain since 1914. Uh, that's wrong. 2014. No, that's not quite right. <laughs> he's a veteran, though. By <laughs> <laughs> so 2014, uh, pl- played 316 games for Collingwood. Uh, a very skillful player uh, and uh, a uh, person who has made a tremendous mark in as captain uh, and player for Collingwood uh, over that time. The other person that that's very worthy of mention is Anamika Meehan. 
Uh, she's an artist, a uh, textile artist. Uh, she does these wonderful creative uh, uh, works in textile. And then there's really celebrating the flora and fauna of Australia. And she has her own gallery in the Gippsland Art Centre, which is based in, which is located in Sale. So she has a she has a big following all around Australia, and it's, it's one place that visitors ought to always make sure they visit. Uh, that's the Gippsland Art Gallery. It's it's on the highway coming yeah. through too. We could talk all day, Pete. But the last question before we let you go: horse racing. Where does it sit in the town, and how has horse racing? Um, how is horse racing impacted on the town of Sale? Yeah, it's a, has a very important place uh, in, in terms of the economy of the of, of the place, and also in terms of its heritage and history. Uh, it uh, the the Sale Cup, but it had a different name in those days. is traced back to 1860, uh, and at the Green Wattle, uh, and one of the leading people at, at that time who promoted horse racing was uh, William Pearson. Uh, he was a landholder, a squatter, we used to call them in those times, of Kilmarney Park. And uh, he be- he became a legend of the Australian turf. And uh, he had some had a big stable of horses at Kilmarney Park. Uh, he-, he ran them at, at the Green Waddle, but also he had big success in, in Melbourne. The right, only one, one big race that he failed to win was the Melbourne Cup. But his horse commotion... It uh, became. It came second. It came third. I think in 1880, and second in 1881. Not quite. I think that's the, the dates. Yeah. But he never quite won. The the race course, uh, as we know it today, uh, was um, resurveyed in uh, around about 1887, 1888, uh, and uh, that was surveyed by uh, by, by uh, a gentleman surveyor by the name of Bruce who actually was the father of the Mary Grant Bruce that we talked about okay. before. No, um, yeah, f- 